You're listening to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. Step inside some of the most forward-thinking minds in solar today. This show explores a deeper side of solar each month as Freedom Forever leaders sit down with CEOs, activists, and other solar experts to break the solar industry wide open. We'll discuss solar trends, news, and everything you need to know about how you can join us on the path of disruption. This is the Solar Disruption Theory. Hey everyone, I'm Sean McCready and with me as always is Freedom Forever VP of Marketing, Jules Roberts. How are you? Doing great. Uh, today we've got a two for one. I'm super excited. Uh, we're actually going to be discussing safety, quality, and compliance with a couple of our Freedom Forever rock stars and I'm super stoked about it. Uh, first, I'll introduce our quality assurance manager, Drew Dunlap. Uh, Drew just celebrated his two-year anniversary with Freedom Forever and uh, if you check out his LinkedIn, he is a self-proclaimed solar ninja. So we're That's glad right. to have him. <laughs> and uh, we're also joined by Matt Yantos, who recently joined the Freedom Forever family in the role of Director of Environmental Health and Safety. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, w- I'd like to tell our audience a little bit about who you are as, as humans. And so, Drew, would you mind giving us a little bit of your background on how you got into solar and, and what you do here at Freedom? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my my solar career kind of started um, in a weird spot. Uh, I was a graphic designer and illustrator for about eight years um, and was heavily working in marketing and and mostly on the print side. And I was also playing in a band with my best friend, uh, Jonathan Malfabon, who uh, when I was looking for a new job, I was looking to be an art director. He was like, you know, it'd be great. Um, you can come over and crawl through attics while you're looking for the next spot. And we can be off work by 2 p.m. and do band practice every single day. So I did that, um, started as a site auditor and um, quickly moved through pretty much like every position in the industry other than a permit coordinator. Um, I did inspection coordination and then project managing, Um, even worked in politics on a couple of like Yes on Solar in Arizona which was for the Arizona Solar Energy Freedom Act. I worked on like the canvassing uh, measures on gathering signatures. And then, oh, wow. um, yeah, moved back to, um, to operations and came in as uh, an assistant manager for operations, working with the crews. And it's funny, I was managing crews before I ever started installing. So um, that's, that's about the time <laughs> where I started getting up on the roof and like actually learning what I was preaching and like yeah. practicing what I was preaching. Uh, and then moved into um, managing my own shop in, in Las Vegas, uh, where I really got a love for, for doing quality work and like getting the highest customer satisfaction. Um, soon after, uh, one, someone that I used to work with, James Pistula, who's also here at Freedom Forever, yeah. uh, started as branch manager in Arizona, gave me a call and was like, hey, Freedom's opening up in Colorado. Are you interested in, in joining on? And absolutely jumped in and kind of made my way through through Freedom very quickly as well. Branch manager to ROM, then worked in HQ on the design side. And then now I'm able to focus on like my bread and butter. What I care about is just like safety, quality and efficiency and just increasing that every single day. That's amazing. That's such a fun story. I had no idea that you had all those different roles prior to coming into this right. one. That's that's yeah. epic. <laughs> I've always called you our jack of trade, jack of all trades, but uh, th- th- that that's goes far case beyond. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. And and Matt, uh, you've got a pretty long history with solar as well. You mind telling us a little bit about your background? Yeah. So I originally actually started in law enforcement and did that for a while, teaching uh, one of the local academies here in San Diego. And then I realized that law enforcement just wasn't for me. So I took about a year off and was introduced to solar through one of my friends who had started with another solar company and said, hey, they were hiring. So I walked in and started the next day. And within about 90 days, I was running my own crew. And I want to say maybe eight, eight months, almost a year into it, I was asked to come over to the safety side and uh, be a part of that team. And, you know, I, I moved from one solar company to the next and then landed here at Freedom with this opportunity that uh, was given to me. And I mean, it's just been an amazing journey, but I, I realized quickly that this is my niche in life is, is to educate people on how to work safe, be safe constantly, not just while they're at work, but even while they're at home and, and outside of the office. So uh, this has been a blessing on my side. I really love what I do. That's awesome. And Drew, what does a typical day look like for you? I know typical isn't, isn't a word in safety, but what's typical for you? I was going to say, I don't think I really have a typical day. Like I have typical ongoing projects. Right. So when I'm not on the road, I'm focused on big picture items, um, large training agendas, and basically um, receiving feedback from our trainers, but also receiving feedback from our branch managers. Like any input on what we can be doing better as a company or our, our department can be doing better, like that is our to-do list. Um, there, any complaint is an action item for us to work on. Um, and then when, when on the road, it's basically either now filming uh, trainings or, or actually training in person, um, whether it's opening up new branches and training branch management or training installers or, or whatever. It's basically like I, I'm happy to be the jack of all trades because I go where pain points are. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, whether that's an install process, a business process, or just an issue in an office or in an area with an AHJ, basically if Freedom has an issue, I'm, I'm happy to add it to my plate all the time. And I love that because I think that's something we do really well at Freedom across all teams is a feedback loop. It's not like once yeah. we know that this is a, a pain point or this is an issue, we jump in and we we figure out that solution. Yes. And I love that that's how you apply all of this because that that really at the end of the day you can't you can't do everything all at one time. You can only focus on what is the most important thing at this moment. And I think that's what you guys do really well is, you know, we have sort of, we started with a, a base of training. Okay, right. we've got this, but we could do this better right now because it's so relevant. Yeah. And then you just keep adding to that. And as we've grown together over the last two years, now we have this epic body of knowledge around training, safety, and uh, quality. So right. Really, really, really cool to see that. Yeah. I also do think it's important though too, like I would say 50% of my job is talking, writing policies, writing SOPs, coming up with best practices and, and speaking to what, what you, you could call the end user, the employee. Um, the other 50% is listening. Mm -hmm. Like they're also our customer. So yeah. they're on the receiving end. They've got an opinion about the content they're being delivered. And maybe they have an opinion about it being like, maybe uh, there's another way that we can do it better. Um, those opinions, like it, it's just as important for us to listen as it is for us to teach. Um, and it and honestly creates that feedback loop that makes us better, better teachers um, and therefore better trainings and better, better employees. Right. Yeah, I, I love that. 
uh, Matt, what kind of the same question? What's a what's a, a typical day for you? If that makes if that's a, a real thing, um, <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, there's no typical day around here. Um, I mean, I, I honestly usually start my day around three in the morning and checking the weather to make sure I don't need to send out any emails to the East Coast to to be mindful of what what's going on out there with weather changes and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm constantly on the road, constantly at job sites or in offices, um, just educating, you know, teaching yeah. people the right way to do things, um, making sure our, our guys in the field, the ones that make us successful are taken care of. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, like I said, no day is the same. There's always something different and new every single day. So it, it's just, it's all about adapting to the change every day. And that's what I get to do. And like I said, I, I love it. That's awesome. And uh, I've been working with Drew for my entirety here at Freedom Forever. We've known each other since I started. Uh, you've been here just a few months and we've actually had the opportunity to work together on a few different projects. And and that's something that shines through both of you. I can honestly say, you know, safety is important and safety is key. And I wonder if you can maybe touch on why safety is so important to you. Uh, maybe start with Drew. Yeah, I think, well, I, and, and I don't want to speak for both myself and Matt, um, but we've unfortunately had the experience of, of seeing some trauma in the industry yeah, um, and seeing why we have safety measures in place. Um, and it obviously, when you're realizing that um, it's not just your day to day, you're not just on in like your office space is the roof, but you have to remember that it's also a very dangerous office space that you're working in. Uh, and that consistent reminder without it, um, it's very easy to to uh, cut corners um, and and slack. And and unfortunately, when you cut corners with safety, it, it could it could mean um, as serious as a as a fatality or just a life threatening uh, change that you're gonna have to live with for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I couldn't agree more with Drew. We definitely have. Uh, me personally, I've been involved in some serious investigations. Um, uh, fatality, serious injury. Um, and the reason for me wanting to be in this position and pushing it is because if you don't work safe, you either don't go home at the end of the day or you go home injured and that doesn't benefit anybody. And, you know, at the end of it, we all have to take care of each other. And like I said earlier, it's just, it's a blessing to be able to teach these people how to be safe and, you know, be efficient and get the job done and be able to go home to the people that, that are waiting for you and that care for you and love you. So, yeah. Yeah. And we had, um, we had Brian Eaglesayer on the show a few episodes ago and, you know, we talked a little bit about safety as well. And, and you know, he brings up a lot of good points and, and it's something that I don't think a lot of people think about. This is one of the most dangerous jobs when it comes to it like home improvements and, you know, well, just in general, it's a, it's a dangerous job. So when you're, when you're thinking about training and, and you're putting together your curriculum or, or your learning materials, what kind of considerations are you thinking about when it comes to working at height and working with electricity and, and working in adverse, adverse weather? Because as we all know, you know, Southern California has some pretty high heat. Arizona blows us out of the water when it comes to working in the heat. We were out there a couple of weeks ago and it was like 105. So I can't imagine what it was on the roof. Yeah, I don't. So I, it's, it's kind of, I would say there's like a double-edged sword to that. Um, so we we try and always prepare for the worst um, and always and try and like 
based on, I mean, we're a national company now in many different regions. So we have to factor in and have that know-how and that working experience in those regions to understand the threats that we're going to be dealing with. Um, but like I said, you always kind of prepare for the worst and make sure that our, our staff has a functional understanding of, of how to deal um, with the, the, the daily hazards that they're going to be presented with. Um, and I will say, like when I say it's a double-edged sword, it's an ongoing effort that we're going to consistently have to increase uh, that knowledge, increase those training aspects. We're going to learn as the content creators as we continue to grow markets and everything. Um, but one of the most like heartbreaking things that I've dealt with um, with growing in new markets and new areas and everything is meeting installers that have been installing for four plus years. And they've got the experience. They have the know-how but they don't know what a shock pack is. They don't know how to fit their harness onto themselves. Their previous company didn't issue them any fall protection or any safety measures or right. anything. So when you think these are just like the basic things that everyone should know before stepping onto a roof, it's not. We are constantly having to go back and reinvent the wheel and, and kind of work with, with what we're handed. Right. You know, and I, I love that you say that because, you know, I love that you guys are bringing that passion, bringing that awareness to the table when it comes to safety and efficiency, because like you just said, it, it, it's not out there right now. So I would love to know a little bit more about what we're doing differently than other companies yeah. that are out there right now. Yeah, we are, we're actually taking the time to educate, train and do hands on safety training with these people to get them to where we feel is a is a safe enough level for them to be at these other companies are just kind of throwing people out there and they're not really taking the time to educate on why safety is important and i, I gotta be honest with you guys we have the best safety equipment in this industry by far i mean we're offering our installers the number one rated uh harnesses shock packs ropes so our safety standards are high and you know, it's all about just educating these people and then getting them, getting them to understand and work with us instead of against us. Because, yeah, like I said, a lot of these other companies just aren't aren't providing the proper safety equipment or aren't taking the time to educate their people like we are. Yeah, I, I spend I spend a lot of time out in the field, and I'll drive by another solar company doing an install, look on the roof, and there's three guys untied. Now, me as a safety professional, I have to stop, and I get out and I talk to them. Sometimes they're open to hearing me out. Other times they're like, yeah, okay, man, just keep moving. But just because we're educating our people doesn't mean we stop and, you know, just pass everybody else up. We have to educate the entire industry. That's a that's a really cool point because like Jules said, you know, we at Freedom Forever, we've taken this approach where we're kind of, you know, we're, we're disrupting the industry. That's something we say over and over. It's how this podcast came to be. Uh, we want things to be different and and that's industry wide it's not just at freedom forever we're going to be the the catalyst for change for the industry i truly believe that so when you say that you're actually trying to help other companies i mean that's that's kind of a testament to who we are as a company so i really appreciate hearing that from you um, well, we're all we're also fighting. I mean, um, yes, we have competition, but we're all fighting the same fight. Right. We're all moving exactly. in the same direction and have have the same goals in mind. And I do want to touch on real quick, like the the one cool, consistent thing between um, the safety and quality teams here is that Matt and I are like very focused on the why. Like mm -hmm. there, a lot of times when you're talking to, I mean, in any industry, it's like, well, this is what we've always done. 
or this is why, or like we have safety rules because this is the rules that the company has. Um, all of that, it, there's no buy-in. There's no, uh, there's nothing for the employees to get behind or rally behind. Like they need to understand the why um, that the, of what they're doing on a daily basis. That therefore asks them to first off do it correctly, do it right the right way because they understand the hazards that they're dealing with. Or, or when it comes to like roof leaks or anything like that, when we're sealing penetrations, the why is the reason that we have the policies. And I think once they have that understanding and that education, then comes the integrity to follow through on it. Yeah. And to also touch on what what sets us apart. Uh, we have a pretty badass marketing team that's following us around with four cameras <laughs> and a drone. <laughs> like, I, I can simply say, like, I, I've looked into every training resource available for the industry and just like construction trainings altogether. All and there is nothing that's out there right now that, like, anywhere close to the content that we're creating internally. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sean being one of those people yes, chasing yeah. you around. <laughs> uh, I was lucky enough. And I, I do say this wholeheartedly. I was lucky enough to take Daniel, uh, who produces this show. Uh, he's also our, our videographer and editor. I was lucky enough to be able to travel with uh, Daniel to Chicago to meet up with Matt and Andrew and a few other safety team uh, for a week long video shoot. Um, and this was filming on a mock roof, filming on a customer roof, uh, getting up close and seeing what the tools are and how they work and how they should be functioning properly and what what a good harness versus a bad harness is. And I mean, we we hung a guy off of the off of a roof from his <laughs> his uh, his shock pack uh, from his harness to get a video of how this works and, and what people should be doing uh, safely. And, you know, it was an honor to be out there with you guys because we got to see firsthand how how important safety is at Freedom Forever and and why it's important. So, you know, thanks for letting us tag along and it was such a good project. And I think that's a really good segue into, you know, both the, the, the video training and what you're saying with the why. You recently came up with this Why I Work Safe campaign. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, and actually, I don't want to say I came up with it. That's one of those things like that have existed in the industry. I have uh -huh. no idea where it came from, but I know that several companies have used it. And I think it's as simple as safety matters, but why does it matter to you? Mm -hmm. um, like we can provide the life-threatening information. We can let them understand the hazards, but only they can know how it affects their life. Um, so when they're making those decisions in the field, it's like, why, what em empowers you or inspires you to make the right decision all the time? And it's pretty easy. Um, like uh, for me, it's, it's my daughter and my dogs, my fiance, my family. But like, um, even before all that, like if, if you don't have children, if you don't have pets, like maybe you have a garden, maybe you have an awesome four by four truck. Like people have things that drive them to work. Yeah. Um, and people have things that they would definitely miss, um, in the event of an incident. No, I love that because it dives into the psychology because yeah. if you have someone just barking orders at you and saying, do this and do that. And they, it doesn't become personal to them. They're not going to identify it in a way that it matters to them. Right. Because we can say, I mean, we at Freedom, we from the get-go said safety is important. We put it in our values. It is one of our values. And I think that's why what you guys are doing, we never have to sell that in. We never have to right. say we, we should do this. We're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do this. What yeah. more can we do? Right. Um, so I, I really get behind this why I work safe because it just brings it home to people. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a it's a good message, and I mean, you know, going out to job sites and you see some issues that you have to correct on the safety side, and you pull everybody off the roof, and you have that conversation. And once you ask them, what's your reasoning for being here? Why are you working safe? You kind of see, you you can see it hit home on them, and their eyes change, their whole demeanor changes, and they say, "Oh wow, like there is a reason." And you just continue to send that message, and people get it, and that's that's what we're pushing. Yep. And I've always wanted, like, um, I, I know I mentioned in that marketing in that video that. Like our goal is that people don't have to learn from mistakes here. We want to educate them about the hazards that they're dealing with, and we don't want them to learn from mistakes because that's what typically people do. I learned, uh, like when I got my first shock, um, because I was cutting corners on safety, and uh, it changed the way I viewed everything. I, I no longer cut corners or anything, but I was lucky, and we don't want people to be lucky. You can't rely on luck, so education is like the best way to go about it. But I also can tell you that when I went home that day and I told my daughter, like, hey, I just had the crap scared out of me because this happened to me at work, and she knew. She was like, well, were you wearing all your safety equipment? Were you doing this? Right. No. And you're, when you're looking in the eyes of, a, of an eight-year-old, and she's like, you idiot. Like, <laughs> that's what the safety, that's the a reality check. Is there for. Right. Like, I've always wanted, when it comes to, like, safety infractions, I've always wanted to treat it like school. I don't think HR would ever sign off on it. But I'd always like to bring someone in, sit them down in the office and be like, all right, call your wife and tell them what you did today. Yeah. Like, what, like there's no mm-hmm. disciplinary measure that can be done. Work. There's worse than that. <laughs> Nothing. One can't do it at home. <laughs> like, I, I feel like that's where the, the larger message will come from. Yeah, because we, we can get lost in, you know, installing KW, growing as a yeah. business and all that stuff. And it's very easy to, you know, when, when you do something every single day the same way, like you said, corners can get cut and yeah. you, you know it just it becomes second nature when you instill it the way that you have like right. bringing that why to the table and also want to touch on because this is one that we've worked a uh, campaign we worked on with you closely was the toolbox talks that's yes. one of my favorite campaigns that we've done with you and i wanted you to talk a little bit more about that because that's that these are the things that are keeping it front and center for people so they don't get in this comfortable state where they're doing things the wrong way just because they they feel like, oh, we do this every day. It's fine, you know? So can you talk a little bit more about toolbox talks? Yeah. For us, we create different toolbox talks on a weekly basis. And really the the intention of the toolbox talk is just to brush up on, you know, safety issues or items that we've seen recently in the field, or we find a category that we need to touch on a little bit more to, to train our people on. And we utilize the toolbox talk once a week, uh, usually on Wednesdays, to go over that that material and and just bring people back up to speed and re- remind them that complacency is what gets us hurt. So practice these steps, go through this process, um, things like that. But the toolbox talk is a saving grace for for anybody and everybody in the construction industry because it it brings to light things that were talked about a year ago that you might have forgot. So it's a it's definitely a good tool. It is, and I've seen it in practice. Um, just in my travels around the different branches, I've seen multiple branch managers displaying a toolbox talks on a on a Wednesday morning or you know whatever day it is. And something that's a little bit different that you see when people are watching a toolbox talks is they're actually engaged. And you know, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to be said about the engagement of your training because you know 
any company you ever go to, there's going to be training. And most of the time it's a PowerPoint and, and you have to read through it and it's boring and nobody cares. The engagement level that I've seen in the branches with all of your crews watching these toolbox talks, asking questions, you know, having conversations with their manager and really taking it seriously is something that was a little bit, I don't want to say off-putting because it's a good thing, but I mean, really, I was like, wow, these guys are really into this. You know, they're really into safety. So, but I think that's the culture you've built. You know, it's it's not just a training. It's not just you preaching at somebody. It's, hey, we we at Freedom Forever, we in the solar industry, anybody that's getting on a roof, you're putting your life on the line every single day. So these little things matter. You know, uh, the figure eight at the end of a rope, the, you know, having a rope grab on your rope, making sure you're tied off at all points in time, um, making sure your work area is clean. These are all very important things to think about. And sometimes, you know, for a new guy, you know, we've got people that have been coming in and out of different solar companies. That's that's to be seen. But with these new guys that maybe don't have as much experience, I think that's super valuable to them because they come into a company and know, hey, this company, they care about me. Safety is is something that you want to make sure you hit the points every single time. And so when you have a live person that's maybe running through a PowerPoint, some of these points can get missed. And so what we did with the help of Drew and some of the, the people on, on Matt's team, we came up with a video and it's an hour long and you have to watch this video before you can do anything at Freedom Forever. And even people that aren't going to be on the roof, if you're an office person, there's still a safety aspect that you have to watch this. You have to watch this video for a portion of it. Um, so being able to sit down and go, OK, what's in this PowerPoint? What are you saying every time? And then really refining that message, making sure that the message is the same to every single person. This one piece, this one video, I think was just life changing when it comes to a new hire coming on to Freedom Forever. Yeah, and I love that we just launched that LMS, so yes. our learning management system. So I know that now new hires coming in are required to see certain certain pieces of content, certain right. videos, certain presentations. You know, then you layer in this why I work safe, which I think is so important from the psychology of it. Yeah. And then you have these weekly toolbox talks. So it's front and center. And I just love what you guys have done with it. And Drew, I know you know, designer at heart. <laughs> I'm a designer at heart. So, you know, I just love the way that we're creating the content too. Cause I, I know you were talking, um, your, your guys' last video shoot. Yeah. Um, I love it because Sean was sending me pictures and you guys had the like fake blood and all this stuff. And it's like, because really a lot of safety videos, they're so old. Yeah. They're, they're almost, yeah. the content's relevant, but it's outdated and right. people look at it and they're like, what is this we're watching? Everybody has the stereotypical safety video in mind when you say safety training. Right. And it's so the, the 1980s, yeah. like grainy film, <laughs> some guy with a comb over, you know, it's just a bad video. But that's what I love and, is we're taking all of this and we're, we're adding like, a vibrancy to it. We're yeah. adding like it, it, we're making it relevant and current and in these digestible ways for people to engage with it. So that's why I love that you said, you know, these guys are seeing these things and they're yeah. actually watching it and they're intrigued because, and I'll say that goes back to you guys as the subject matter experts. It's like you're bringing like our value, you're bringing the importance of safety to people all the time and in a really cool way. Yeah. Like it's not, we're just creating a video. We're no. creating something really yeah. cool for them to interact with. Yeah. I think like that's that's the largest focus. Like when it comes to the toolbox talks and we're, we have like some increases with that as well. Um, but for the toolbox talk, like 
for me, it was always like the biggest, it was go time for me. It was Mm -hmm. the biggest and most important meeting that I had on a weekly basis. And the largest reason is because the majority of your staff is out on a roof or on a job site throughout the entire week. So that's, you don't really have that much time with them and have that face value. So you have to make it count. So it's all company updates. It's the required safety aspects that we want to touch on or or any updates um, that we had from the week prior any new product updates or anything, but we have to know our audience. We have to know how long they're going to be wanting to be sitting in that chair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, want, we want them engaged. We want them laughing. Like I try and split up the contents with stuff that's going to make them laugh, stuff that's going to hit home, stuff that they're going to walk away with, um, but really trying to get down to um, the end user and knowing who that is. And what's really cool is as we're getting into new markets and opening up the LMS, like we have 31 trainings in the LMS. We just added four more that are coming up this week. And like, so we're going to be constantly putting out this information. But now when we're thinking about the end user, we're thinking about like new demographics where we're not speaking to experienced installers. Like, as I told Brian Eaglesayer, like, I was like, I, I want to start making training videos for someone working at a Denny's. Or an AutoZone. Yeah. Um, and, and like, literally, this is how we get into solar. Here are all the first steps, and here's everything you need to know. And the training has to be on point to the point where, like, at the end of their first week, they're on a job site, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. And that's a great point, because with our expansion, we're going we're going to be going into states that aren't They've never solar. had solar yeah, before. Yeah, they've never had solar. They're yep. not solar yeah. friendly. So the, the people that we're going to be hiring most likely don't have any any experience with solar right. at all. Right. And, and, and not only that, with the way the market's about to grow and the amount of jobs that are about to open up, we're going to run out of people with solar yeah. experience. Yeah. We're going to spread them across the country with what we have and then train. And that's where all yep. of this training comes in. And, and it's so important. And, you know, I think there's also something, you know, kind of going back to my, my previous point about stock training videos, there's something to be said about um, relevancy when it comes to training. Because we've all had the stereotypical training where, you know, safety is important and it shows a guy in a warehouse with a hard hat on or, you know, somebody working with, you know, something that has nothing to do with my job. So I think with the direction we're going and with, you know, say like this safety week video shoot that we did in Illinois, it's all relevant to Freedom Forever. You know, we're, we're showing people in Freedom Forever gear. We're showing people with with safety equipment on that they're going to see every day in their job. It's not just a generic roof video. Mm -hmm. It's not a generic electricity safety video. It's something that they're going to be seeing on a day-to-day basis, real life, real job. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. So I think that the direction we're going is 100% spot on. Absolutely. Like, and we have our employees in mind and like Matt's team has done a wonderful job of like being super focused about, Hey, the content needs to be for our staff. Yeah. So when we're showing like first aid videos of someone slipping in a kitchen, it's not really applicable to our slips and trips and falls on a job site. So like we need to shoot that footage that that speaks to our end user. Yeah. And when you, when you show a training video that is industry specific and it's built by your company, it tends to hit a little harder to the viewer and they pay more attention to it and they're more focused on it rather than like Drew said, if you show some generic safety video, you lose interest in the first minute. Right. Yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's, it's important. It's important that we continue to do this in house. And I mean, we have an amazing group of people that are all driven and willing to, to make this happen. So it's amazing. Agreed. When it comes to, uh, 
you know, obviously COVID-19 is always a big topic these days. Um, and I want to touch on it a little bit. What, what, when we're talking about COVID, what are some of the considerations we've taken, um, with just being safe with social distancing and, you know, masking and everything like that? What's, what are some things that we've done to kind of get ahead of the game? So we've asked when they're driving in the vehicles to the job sites and whatnot, that they constantly wear their mask inside the vehicle. We supplied them with disinfectant, hand sanitizer, and we've encouraged our staff, you know, if you're feeling ill, don't, don't bother coming to work. Just call and let us know what's going on. There's no repercussions. Um, When I came into freedom, I was extremely surprised by all the measures that were already in place and the things that they were doing. We're way ahead of the game. as it stands right now, we're, we're installing plexiglass dividers um, within our HQs to add that extra separation. Um, we also have three days a week, we have the uh, janitorial team come in and they disinfect all of HQ. We're providing masks. We're doing everything that we possibly can and then some. Um, but this COVID thing, it, it changes day to day. So we're constantly adapting to the new, the new day, the new COVID, whatever it may be. Yeah, I remember back when, you know, COVID became a conversation in the company and we like like I had mentioned in the past, like Brett really saw that on the horizon before most companies were really talking about it. We were already talking about it. Yeah. And right when we did kind of like a remote situation right away, we're like, okay, what are we going to do? Field crews, you know, everyone in the company. Yeah. And I remember this like trying just trying to find hand sanitizer because that was the you know and toilet paper yeah. was nowhere to be seen yeah. you know all these all these things just vanished from you know uh the stores so we were working with like our our partner with our gear they were helping us find hand sanitizers and making masks and all this i remember yeah. it was like that that mass focus on okay we got to make sure that the teams have hand sanitizer and and masks and all this stuff and it was almost a panic in the moment yes. But yeah, it was like we jumped mm-hmm. on that super early and I was I was so impressed with the way that we were able to to pull that through and you know and then the continued conversations like you said it it changes on a daily basis and we have yeah. to we have to adjust as a company. I would also say though um that are, I mean like with anything else it starts from the top. Like we had very effective compassionate leadership that carried about our our health and safety in the company. Um, but we also, I mean, we're, we're freedom forever. We're an aggressive installer. We've got a goal in mind to move the world to a clean energy future. Yep. Yeah. So um, we had a lot of competitors, a lot of companies that I talked to that were like, well, we shut down. That, that was not in our mindset whatsoever. Um, it was how can we be safe and effective and continue on? Yeah. Um, and, and with that, like, um, like Brian Eaglesayer telling all of our staff, all of our branch managers, like the message in your branch should be, if you love someone enough to hug them and shake their hands and be close to them, don't do it right now. Like we've mm-hmm. got, we've got operational goals. We've got work to do. Let's not jeopardize anything. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's been really wonderful. And to see our branches, like I was just complimenting our Colorado branch manager uh, two days ago, like the mass compliance, the social distancing, it's, it's like, it could not be better in this office. Um, and, and all of that just starts at the top and it just starts with, we got to keep our employees safe and we got to mm-hmm. get this job done and get these kilowatts installed. Like it's, it, it, it's just another goal and another factor that we're dealing with. But as, as it is with anything else, like it's just a challenge that we, we look at it and figure out how can we overcome it. 
Yeah, we're very exactly. adaptable in that way. Very. And that that was really cool to see because like to your point, it's like we've got people that work here. And I think at the at the end of the day, that is what leadership was focused on. It's like, how do we keep the doors open for our people? How do we keep the doors open for our customers? Yeah. Because there's, you know, customers that want to go solar and maybe they have panels on the roof or they wanted panels on the roof. Like we still have to service these people that entrusted in us, yeah. you know, their solar journey. So, you know, I love that the people were put first. And Absolutely. it's like, how do we how do we make it safe? How do we continue for our people? So, and that that's really, I think, what got us through COVID. Yeah. And, and still going through 100, COVID. Absolutely, 100%. And like what Drew was saying, where there were some companies that were shuttering during mm-hmm. during this, we were meeting every night at 8 p.m. after mm-hmm. the our long, busy day to figure out what's this mean? You know, what does COVID mean? What was mean? today's news? What's, what's the news? Yeah. What's the new, what are the new guidelines? What the governor say in this state versus this state? There was a there was a lot of talk. I think we did very well, and we're continuing to do well. So you know, besides COVID, because COVID was obviously a challenge, what do you think some of the biggest challenges we face are when it comes to safety? When we when we hire the people that we're bringing in from other companies that don't have the safety standards that we do, it's identifying those people because obviously we're we're not in every office every day, right? But you know, we show up to an office and this guy's been here for a month already and he still has major safety issues because nobody's educated him yet. And his previous solar experience, nobody cared. Like you just get up on the roof and slap glass and that's it. Um, I think that's our biggest challenge is identifying those people and getting them to the level where we need them to be as quickly as possible. Drew, what do you think? I think with like, when I started at this company, I remember when Greg interviewed me, he was like really proud that they, there was then 300 employees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've, we've grown tremendously. And I think um, one of the hardest uh, issues that I've dealt with this year is getting consistent messaging all over the country to every single employee in the same voice. Um, and as we touched on the LMS, that kind of, cha- it's just game changer changes everything yes um now when we have a message to be delivered it dings on everyone's phone and they all receive it at the exact same time so i that's been a huge challenge um we've got a solution for it now um i'd say now the larger challenge is producing as much content as possible yeah uh to supply to supply those employees with everything like because that's that's the one thing with matt's team my team our work will never be done Right. We can always be better. We can always produce more content, make our make our staff more knowledgeable and, and better support them to do their jobs adequately. And so like the the end goal now is just like how much can we do how fast? Um, right. and yeah, it's it's a good problem to have. I, I have Absolutely. a feeling we're going to have a couple projects being submitted yeah, next week. Right after this call. <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit. There's quite a bit coming your way. Well, you know, and, and like what you said, you're never going to be done. We did that full week shoot. You know, we were out there from 6 a.m. until 6 at night filming, you know, every day of the week. And then, you know, we get back and we do our regular job. And then we have another call. Hey, we're going to be doing some stuff in Colorado. So I, I turned a trip into a work trip in Colorado and got even more footage. So it's you're right. You're never going to be done. And there's always going to be something to train people on. And, you know, when it comes to best practices, they change every day. And so we're but with going back to what Matt said, we're always going to have the best equipment. We're always going to have the best training. That's something that you two have definitely promised and you've been delivering on those promises. 
Uh, and yeah. on, on that note, you know, even though nothing is really finished when it comes to safety, what is successful when it comes to the safety training? On, on my side, the, the success for safety is literally having no injuries every day and sending people home fully intact the way that they showed up to work, if not in better shape. Um, I mean, if we have an injury, we're failing. Like we have to fix that problem and address it and make sure it never happens again. Yeah. And that's, that's the joy that we get out of this is knowing that we, we get to send people home every day and it's because of what we do and how we teach people and train them. There's just so much that goes into it, but being able to see our employees go home at the end of the day is, is what's rewarding to me. That's awesome. I, yeah, I would just echo that exactly. And I think, and I think just to pat Matt on the back, um, that's, that is a very honest answer. I know an incident hurts Matt and team. So like that's, um, anytime that we have anything like an education point or a learning point, Mm -hmm. um, where if we have an issue in the company, then it's something that we need to correct and make sure that it's not going to happen in the future. And that, I think that's across the board. That's something that I've, I've always enjoyed about freedom forever is when we, when we find a, a problem, we don't just complain about a problem until, you know, hopefully it goes away by itself. We find a solution. And with mm-hmm. your team, yep. I think of, of all the teams in the company, that's the most important to you guys. You know, finding a solution is literally the line between life and death in a lot of situations. Very much. You guys yeah. are truly servant leaders, and that's yeah. one of our other values. And I, I'm so happy to have this conversation. And just hearing you guys, it just, it's that, you know, it's that period at the end of the sentence. Like yes. these are, these guys, they care, they listen, they're there for the employees, like servant leadership all day long. Like I just, I love what you guys yeah. are doing and really appreciate it. Well, yeah. thank you. I, I do think it's really easy to do that though. Um, because like if you really think about it, we are an installation company. And our installers and uh, the the people working in the field are the most important aspect of our company. Like we all essentially work for them, and we're our, all of these roles are here to support them. So as long as like I just feel like everyone at Freedom Forever or working in in the solar industry that's not in the field, like I just think that's something to always keep in mind is like we're there working for them. Yeah, I like, agree. They're, they're the yeah. lifeblood. I agree that it's it is an easy thing. But I've been at many companies that it's not it's not part of the practice. Right. So that's why to me coming to mm-hmm. Freedom and seeing that this is just part of our culture, it, it took my breath away. I was very yeah. excited about that aspect and that piece of that culture in this company because it, it isn't everywhere and it should right. be. It it's is not. easy. It's easy to do, but it isn't everywhere. No, it's not. Yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't say it's easy then. That's what that's, that's what <laughs> No, I love that it's easy for you. It's easy for you. It's easy for you. Anyone, lo- anyone looking, check out Indeed and see what we got. Available. <laughs> yes. Seriously, uh, we're looking for a lot of people these days. We're growing so fast. So, Matt, you came in a couple months ago to you know a you know somewhat established team, but it wasn't very large. Uh, what what does your team look like today? Uh, so today we went from. Two individuals when I started to now I have one, two, three, four. I have five, and we're going to sign a six probably on Monday. Wow. And I, I got to be honest with you, three, well, actually four individuals specifically have followed me, and I always promised them when they worked for me at those other two companies that we would have our own program. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we, would, we would create 
our own program the way we want it and the way we saw that it would best be fit. And they've followed me and they've ridden with me. And that's why this program is so successful and going to continue to be successful here. Um, I, I'll, I'll put it out on the line. I have the best safety team in the industry, uh, hands down. I, I have no doubt. I, I believe you. <laughs> I've had a chance to work with them, both with you there and not. Uh, I was just in Colorado with uh, Cynthia Burnell, Joe Laverde, and Sebastian Sprain. He's a safety guy named after an injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Sebastian was actually our makeup guy. He was doing, uh, he was putting fake blood on Cynthia's head when we were doing a head trauma video. And uh, he, he put a big gash in her arm for an accidental knife injury. Uh, really, I mean, a great team. And we, we worked with Cynthia and Joe when we were on our, our shoot in Illinois. And those two, I mean, just the, the amount of knowledge that comes out of them is, is phenomenal. So you have the right people in place, you know, and yeah. And it, you know what? It, they're passionate and they care. And, you know, to hear some of their stories as to why they got into safety. Yeah. It, it amazes me because I mean, I've been through some pretty horrific things myself, but when you hear it from somebody else, it, it, it hits a different, a different level. And like I said, I owe the world to these people. They have made me successful. They've made me who I am. They've followed me and allowed me to make decisions with their support and said, we got it. We can handle it. And and that is why we are going to be the safest company, solar solar company in the industry. Uh, like I said, I, I do have the best team in all the industry. You do. You. I mean, you have a team that I don't think many companies could rival, honestly. Being able to be yeah. in the field with these guys and seeing the drive and the passion, like what you're saying, it's all about the passion and, and they truly have a passion for safety. I spoke with Cynthia, which uh, for those of you listening, uh, we're going to have a story about her on our uh, probably our social media and our website. Um, we got a, a, a testimonial from her when I was in Colorado and her story is nothing short of amazing. You know, she she had a personal injury potential injury that was uh minimized because she was safe and uh she had a little bit of experience with safety in the past and and she brought her knowledge over to to freedom forever and into the solar industry her story is just it's amazing and 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 you can hear the passion in her voice when she talks and joe was the voice of a lot of our trainings when we were in illinois and again you know everything he says has purpose there's never a oh, you should probably do it this way it's you should do it this way because and it goes it goes yeah. hand in hand with drew's comment about the why if you can answer that why you're answering every question possible that hits home because it does like you said all of you, you you had these experiences it's not like something that just in my career i've never really seen this um career path for safety right i think you get into safety to what you guys are saying because something happened or there's this passion for it so you guys are so passionate about it because there was that that inherent why for you guys and yeah. you're trying to now educate people that haven't might not have had that why hit them yet, but you're trying to avoid that why hitting them. Yeah. And that there's just, I don't know, I've got some feelings right now. You know, <laughs> I've got the feels right now because it's such a, that's such an emotional, heart-touching yeah. thing. Yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. Brett, um, our CEO, Brett Bushy, he did a, what was it, six weeks 
after all Six of it was said and done. A oh, six, seven, yeah, actually. almost seven week road show where he was hitting all of the branches outside of California. So he, you know, he drove from California all the way over to Massachusetts, down to Florida and all the way back. Um, and he said something when we were, I think we were in Vegas, I was following him around and he had said something there and it was, it was so impactful because I think a lot of us in the office don't really see it every day. Uh, he said, you people are changing the world and putting your life on the line every day you do it. Yeah. And that was like, I'll never forget that saying that he, because he has such an appreciation for the guys on the roof, the guys and ladies on the roof. He really appreciates what they do. And he understands that those teams are our lifeblood. Mm -hmm. So when you yep, put yep. A, a group like Matt and Andrew and these safety coordinators to the task of making sure that they can do what they do safely and go home to their families every day, you know, it goes it, like what you said, it goes to the servant leadership aspect. We we are leading, but we're also working for these teams. We're mm -hmm. it's our job to make sure that they can do it, what they do effectively. Yes, but safe, safely. Yeah, that's the that's the most paramount thing we can do. Absolutely. That's it. That's awesome. I got another feel good episode here. Yes. I'm really happy about this one. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, this show has, has taken a lot of turns and we, you know, we started out talking to a lot of financial guys. And, um, I think over the past few episodes, we were able to talk about kind of, uh, we were talking with Dave Rosenfeld from the Solar Rights Alliance and he talked about advocacy for solar. And now this episode where we're talking about how solar gets done, mm -hmm. you know, it, without these guys on the roof, solar doesn't get done and without a safety training a safety program for these guys on the roof i gotta say guys and ladies because i met some really great ladies on the roof too i can't wait to hear those i was gonna stories. say we've got we've got a lot of great ladies <laughs> yeah on the roof yeah here. yeah and uh that we'll we'll get rid of that um uh stereotype it's not all guys on the roof we got some great ladies up there too so we talked to um the sisters in arizona um that was uh Taya and Tina, uh, they one of them is a, a crew lead and one of them is a roof lead. Uh, talk to them for a project we're working on for, uh, it's called the Warriors of Light. Uh, Lone Pal's working on that. And then we also spoke with, again, Cynthia. Uh, I ca caught up with her in Colorado. God, You're all over I'm traveling as, almost as much as Drew these days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, the stories that are coming out of these, these, uh, team members are, are just amazing you know hearing about you know their personal fight with uh with just proving themselves to a, an industry that's typically All male. male dominated um those stories were really cool i can't wait for everybody to hear those i'm i'm really stoked on those i'm i'm very excited to hear that too and i don't know um i actually just texted matt last night that um, like we're both as managers of our departments, like very focused on diversity. Yeah. Um, and like the number one thing that we're focused on is making sure that we have the best people on our teams. That's yeah. it. The best people, um, right. And with that being said, uh, I'm very happy to say that Tina just accepted a position on our quality team uh, for managing the entire Southwest region. You're amazing. kidding me. I love yeah. that. Wow. That's and amazing. I, I, yeah. And I, I mean, we, I, I was nervous talking to her last week because I was like, man, I hope she wants to be on our team. Like she yeah. is phenomenal. Oh. Um, and it's not as a lady, it's not as anything. It's just that she's 
probably one of the best installers in the Southwest region. And I'm not talking about at our company. Like there's a lot of talent down there and she, she definitely stands out. That is so Watching great. her slap panels. I, I was so inspired. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you are doing it, man. You're, you're doing it the best that you can. And, and again, not because you're a woman, because you're a great worker. She's yeah. just a great asset to the company. She's, she's absolutely a warrior. That's amazing. That's so great. You should see Sean. Well, you can't see Sean's face right now. He is so lit up. I, I love it. you know, <laughs> that's, you know, we, we went down and we met those two and, and I fell in love with Tina the moment I started talking to her. She's such a humble human being. And, you know, her, her story was that she got into solar because of her brother and, mm -hmm. you know, she had to struggle through proving herself that, She's not just a lady in solar. She's a solar worker. You know, she's yeah. an installer. And, and that's what, you know, I, a lot of people get hung up on roles, you mm -hmm. know, uh, based on your, your, your gender. And she's, she's blowing all these gender, uh, assumptions out of the, out of the water. Yeah. I'm, and I'm kind that's of fumbling thing. You know, over my words. <laughs> we've always had, no, 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 we've always had the, you know, diversity is part of our culture as well. It's one, another one of our values. Well, we've got a lot of values. Yeah. Um, seven of them. <laughs> yeah. We have seven of them. And I think we've hit almost all of them on this podcast right now. Yeah. But diversity is always something that we, we say, but it, I, what I love is that we don't have to force that. Right. That's why we've made it part of our values is because it's not a forced thing. It's not like we have to remind people to be diverse. Like right. we just, like you said, Drew, we look at the person and are you the best person for this job? Right. And that's how we have built our team. And yeah. I, I just love hearing that story. That it's makes so me great. so happy. Yeah, we just, we I, got I love it. And I will say we just had a new installer um, post on the grid last night as well. And that's what started this conversation, which was um, uh, she posted, I am the first female installer in Sarasota, Florida. Wow. And like the, my comment was basically like, become the first female, uh, the first female crew lead in Florida. Yeah. Like yeah. that's, that's the next thing to mark off your list. Like yes. I, I just, I am so excited. Um, like it's, it's a young industry. And I think with that, we're already in such a progressive industry. Like I always say, like it's like a hybrid construction in industry. Yeah. And with that being said, we can get rid of all those gender norms and all those expectations that came with construction. Yeah. Like this is this is definitely like the construction of the future, and we don't have to drag some of those old like namesakes and all those expectations with us. I love that. Yeah. The construction of the future. This, yes, the construction of the future. Man, that makes me so happy. I'm so excited that you told us that. I, I was I was just enthralled with her story, so that just adds to it. Thanks for letting us know that. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you for having us on here. Um, you know, like I said, I, I owe a lot of my success to the team that that I've got built around me, as well as Drew. Uh, Drew was actually the first one that reached his hand out and asked if I'd be interested in coming over to Freedom, and by far it has been the best decision that I've ever made. I, I love it here. I love the people here. Uh, this truly is the number one company in the industry to be with and work for. Yep. Well, we are so happy to have you. Yeah, we're lucky to have you guys. We really are. Well, on that note, we'll we'll, we'll uh, end it on the feel goods. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's our time for today. So thanks, Matt and Drew. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, for everything you need to know about Freedom Forever and the Solar Disruption Theory podcast, visit solardisruptiontheory.com. Uh, if you're looking for a change in career and you want to join our team, head over to freedomforever.com slash careers. You'll see a full listing of where we're hiring and what we're hiring for. Um, also, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and help us share this podcast with the world. On behalf of Jules, Matt, Drew, and myself, thank you so much for listening to the Solar Disruption Theory Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.